Wolfenburg had Bobber. Wolfman Ham. I'm going to have to correct all of that. Why? Because well, you're peaking. Chose. As podcast editor, it's the life you chose. Peak now, Tim, don't you start this. peeking. Oh, peak I'll peek this. if I want to. <laughs> Hey, folks, this is the Sloppy Boys blowing out the wig. Hey, I'm Bopper. I'm sitting here with Jeffy D, the purple P, the haircut Thank you. need. Thank you. That's more like it, Big Hand Bopper. And Tim Pack is running the, running his life, running those six strings. My God. What is up? Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of like a, uh, the, the wave. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> that 94.7? Yeah, yeah. It's the whole spectrum. The, the coast. The coast. Like coast 103.5. Mm. I'm thinking of more like 94.7 the way. <laughs> Does it have like a little uh, like soft uh, waves lapping the shore before the song? Ooh, I hope so. A little slurp, <laughs> slurp. Um, you ever listen to 93.5 K-Day? Old like waves hip-hop? lap. Yeah, I know. I know. Tim, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. I asked if you ever listened to 93.5 K-Day, old school hip hop. Yes, yes, of course. Well, when Indy went out of, we used to have that Indie Rock radio station, Indy 1031. Yeah. And that, where Comedy Bang Bang actually started out pre As a terrestrial radio yeah. show, yeah. And we did uh, it. We did it uh, then. Steve with Mark Jones. Maron. We did it with Marin. Jonesy's Jukebox, one of the, mm-hmm. the uh, Sex Pistols had a great Jukebox. show. Anyway, when that went out of business, I was like, what am I going to listen to? I'll listen to 93.5 K Day. And uh, this is what, a long time ago, maybe 12 years ago or something. And I was like, uh, started listening to 93.5, and I was like, this stuff's good, man. Hip hop is good. It was kind of my my entry point. It's I like perfect. started because it's great because you'll hear some like Sugar Hill Gang and Run DMC and then then some like it bridges the gap. So I was sort yeah. of like, I I think this will be a good genre. It's like you'll hear the newest hot song, but then there's a lot of like uh, Bismarck Daddy and like uh, like still not a player and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I hate to report, I'm still not a player. <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that about your crush? Was that big big pun? Big pun. What was the uh, the the Puff Daddy song that had the um, that had Jimmy Page on it? Was the Godzilla? Come with me. They played that on SNL, and uh, Diddy's voice was gone. Oh, it really? Was awful. The, I, but, I seem to remember there was like a full orchestra there with the yeah. And Jimmy Page was there playing uh, guitar. Ooh, nice. Bah, bah, bah. Um, what what's that iconic fucking cashmere? Cashmere, there you go. You think Jimmy Page? Uh, you know, they asked him. He's like, mm, "Free trip to New York City? Why not?" Yeah, yeah. He's he usually keeps track of miles and stuff, but I guess he didn't have any miles and he wanted to get a yeah. free trip. <laughs> I'll take the Zeppelin jet, baby. Stop. Why wouldn't you just take See, the Zeppelin? The Zeppelin. the Zeppelin, Zeppelin. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> the Zeppelin jet. Sure, it takes another day or two. Yeah, but they should have called their band Jet Zeppelin. That would have been cool. Yeah. Damn. Oh, they should have called their band Jet. Are you going to be my goal? That's music. Now, that was real music. Now, that was mm-hmm. real. And also, Jefferson Airplane should have been Jefferson Zeppelin. Or Jefferson or Jefferson Dutton. Starship. <laughs> Jefferson Dutton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's cool to, to go from, like, we're Jefferson Airplane. No, fuck you, we're Jefferson Starship. Yeah, how did That's that go? Cool. Did they lose members of the band and then... And then... You know, Mike, like, I've already said everything I know about this subject. <laughs> I think they're just keeping up with the technology of the day. Sure, sure. Is Jefferson Airplane this, this like one pill makes yeah. you like that? One is pill a, makes dum, you horny because it's dum, a Viagra dum, pill. Dum, yeah. Dum, yeah. It, I was listening, I was in a bar the other day and that song came on. I was listening to it and it was like. No chorus. <laughs> no chorus in that fucker. Oh, really? Well, there's that one part. It's like. What about remember? Go ask Alice. It's like what the oh, dormouse yeah. said. said. It's like that's the dorm, the mouse in the teapot. They're talking it's from about. Alice in Wonderland. Michael. I understand, but it's like that's a little funny little mouse they're talking about. What a bunch of dumb bullshit! Like, there's hey. so many '60s uh, songs and '70s songs that are winky about being about drugs, and that was like, I talked to a little rabbit. That's <laughs> no, good. I uh, I love hearing when songs are like, it's like an iconic song, and the singer is just like. Yeah, I don't know. These uh, words seem to fit together nicely, and uh, it was about this half idea I had, and it worked well. Yeah, you These know, funny are words of that. that go together well. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, Paul Simon, yes, on Graceland specifically was doing a South African album. The whole thing is supposed to be about South Africa, and then he uh-huh. started writing, "I'm going to Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, <laughs> Tennessee," and then he was like, "Fuck, I gotta like." 
changed that to something South African and he tried and tried. And then he was like, I think I like it just being Graceland, but I don't know why I would sing about Graceland. I've never been there. I guess I'll go. So he went, he took a trip with his son. I guess I'll go. He went there and then he came back and was like, okay, I'll just write it. Memphis, Tennessee. Huh. What is that call me Al song all about? That is just on the surface. What is saying? Call him Al. He doesn't want to be Paul anymore. You know, weird. And then we all did. We all, yeah. Call I'll him be out. in a video with Chevy. If I ever see him on the street, I'm going to say like, "Hey, Al," and he's like, "Oh, you're the only one who actually does that." Thank you. I saw Paul Simon one time IRL and got very starstruck, and I feel oh, like yes. we're Hollywood guys. We work with a lot of huge celebs and uh, we're, we're rubbing elbows and hobnobbing all the time. But oh yeah, you get kind of sick of actors and and comedians because <laughs> you're like, "Hey, fuck off!" But I was acting in a Conan bit. So ah. One of the Conan writers cast me in their sketch and I got a little dressing room and I was dressing and then I was this fucking Paul Simon's going to be on the show that night. And then I see Paul Simon in the hallway. I'm like, Beep! but I don't, I play it cool. Yeah. And then I'm in my dressing room, right? Changing into my funny clothes and I hear Conan outside my door be like, Paul. And they were like one inch outside of my dressing room door. So I just stood there and eavesdropped on the whole conversation. Wow. Uh, what were they uh, like, like? I'm very tall and you're very small. Yeah. Well, Conan was like, I'm tall. Are you the same? And uh, Paul was like, I have to admit something to you. <laughs> Let's go I'm, back to back. Big guy. You, you know, your height, the, the thing about your height. Well, it's the exact opposite when it comes to what my height is. I want to tell you this. I should have told you guys this a while ago. I met. And by meet, I said like, Hey, this is Stevie. This is the guys. Stevie Van Zant the other day. Get what? out of here. What? What? Miami, I was Steve? At, I was at uh, my friend Matt Susich is a uh, singer, songwriter, guitar player here in New York. Look him up on uh, Spotify. He's got some really cool stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of speaking of uh, Paul Simon, sort of in that vein, he was doing a show at the City Winery uh, in Chelsea. He got like a last minute gig opening up for this band and he asked me to come out. So I went out and... Uh, me and Mike Desenzo, we were there, and then we went to the little green room afterwards. And some guy came into Matt's room who was like a, a radio personality he knew or something from New Jersey. Anyway, they were talking. A big hand bobber type? <laughs> yeah. It was funny. If you ever meet like radio people and you're just like, oh, yeah, this guy's voice just like sounds really good. Uh, yeah. It's like a little lower than everybody's, and he can, his diction is very good. Uh, so anyway, I guess... Stevie was there to see the band that was performing. I don't know how, but he popped in to say hello to this other guy. And he was like, hey, how's it going? And uh, uh, he, was, a newbie. <laughs> he was, you know, just that they were like, hey, this is Stevie Van Zandt. And he'd like waved or like, hi. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, what did he have on his head? Was there a bandana? Uh, he had, No, a hat of some sort. Hmm. Yankee cap? Mm, a cap. Okay, let's leave it yeah. at that. But it was, uh, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys about it. Huge, man. That I was, was trying to fit, like, he was already, like, talking to the other band that he was there to see. Yeah. I did want to go in the hallway and be like, hey, man. Uh, <laughs> so to, now you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, anything you want to say to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about, I don't know, you've done so many great things. It is so funny here seeing that guy and be like, oh, yeah, he did, um, uh, he's in the E Street Band and he's in uh, Sopranos. And Lilyhammer. And Lilyhammer. Um, boy, I fucked up. I pulled a real uh, bonehead move recently. I was, no. You know, you know the, the the Springsteen tickets are running uh, are rolling out for the twenty twenty three tour. Oh yeah, five thousand dollars. Um, I won't pay five thousand, but I will pay like an embarrassing amount of money. Man, um, is that for real? Like that's that's like what the news bit was is that they're like running five grand that's not, not, not even, all of them that's a very select group but that's okay. not even like stub up that's just like Ticketmaster. the good yeah. seats are five eee. grand and then the okay seats are 900 and i was gunning for i was i was gonna go with some friends so i was happy to do nosebleeds but then i the whole thing got fucked up was i got a they're releasing them like pre-sale five cities at a time so and i signed up to be like the Ticketmaster fan pre-approved springsteen like alerts yeah. i'll get the mm-hmm. notifications and they they ask you what are your top five sh- look at the tour and pick the top five shows you want to go to yeah there's oh, no tough. la stop which yeah. is insane really? because so when crazy you, a lot of bands don't do that it's nuts but usually 
spring skip in LA, it means you're going to play Coachella and that's ah. going to come out soon. But spring scene ah. at Coachella sounds crazy to me, but maybe who knows? Um, but I picked my top five. I went New Jersey, right? Like Meadowlands. That would be mm-hmm. dope. And then, uh, Belmont, you know, like, uh, that's like Long Island, I guess. Uh, two sure. shows there, and then yeah, that's uh, where the Islanders play. I've been there. Yeah, Simon Belmont, Castlevania. Oh, is that the Nassau Coliseum? Uh, it's it's what it's not like uh, it's just a new stadium, but yeah. Copy, copy. And then I, <laughs> so I went down. I did like Albany, and I just did whatever. I, I want to see Bruce in New Jersey, and I want to fly there and go there for it. But but I picked whatever made sense. Maybe Boston, something else in that area. Mm. So then I one think MSG wh- is he coming to MSG too? Yes. Oh, that was number two. Yeah. New Jersey, then MSG, Belmont, Belmont, Albany. Then the other day I get a text. Psh, Belmont, hey, Tim, be online tomorrow morning at 10. You mm. can buy Belmont tickets. And what? Cool. So it's just bringing you to an the option to buy, to buy them before they go on sale to the public. Oh, uh, before they go on sale. Gotcha. There's like a few thousand people that are pre-sale people. Uh-huh. Ooh. And I go online and... At 10 Pacific, only to find it. Of course, it was 10 Eastern. It's a fucking New York. It's a show on Long Island. They're going to tell me the Long Island time. And by the time I got there, the tickets were, the cheapest tickets they had were over $1,000. And I said, if it comes to that, I'll pay it. But I'll try one of these other cities Damn, that sucks. Man, it's tough too, because uh, I read an article about how this coming concert season is like huge for classic rockers. And it also has the it, there. There's also this like haunting specter of like these guys aren't going to be doing this for much longer. Like this yeah, might yeah. be it for your Paul McCartney's and your Elton John just played his last uh, performance at uh, with the Met Stadium where the Giants play. Like Ooh, his he's, last... he's done. Yeah, he's. I guess he's doing a bunch of like cities. I think where he's like doing his last stops in every place, and then he's retiring. Wow. Yeah. From touring, I I kind of don't buy. Like I think that it's too valuable a prospect to just like retire and then like two years later if you can do it just do it but like i'm saying these people are gonna die soon like all of our like huge beloved rockers like bob dylan and stuff like that like they're all like 77 and it scares you because it's not exciting to see an old guy other than bruce he's still very he's peppy and -hmm. plays four hours and rules but um you know shit man I had an opportunity. I was going to buy tickets to see uh, uh, Tom Petty at Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. yeah and I said, you know what? It's a, it's, it's a weeknight. I don't know if I'm going to go. And it ended up being his last show ever at Dude, the Bowl. Dude, the same Tom thing. Petty and Prince, that was like a double yeah. blow of like people that we weren't expecting to lose. <laughs> and Prince, I, I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really have much knowledge of Prince. But when this happened, remember when he played in the, at the Forum for like eight nights in a row yeah. in L.A. or something? It, Forget when that was. Oh, I yeah. think Scott Ackerman went to one yeah. of those and said it ruled. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, hmm. Those those uh take those Bruce tickets are insanely expensive. Obviously, five thousand is the highest, but like, I think the average is like two fifty. But he does put on, like you said, four hour shows. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's going to be a crazy good show. So I, the cheapest, I wouldn't say the average is two fifty because the cheapest tickets I saw were two hundred back row oh, pre-sale oh. were two hundred. But yeah, I mean, just to be in the room, but he got flack for it. And then John Landau, his manager had to like make a statement being like, we did our research and this seems to be consistent with other rockers of his caliber and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's the, the thing I heard or read was like, they do that. So scalpers don't get their hands on it because the price, the price is going to go up anyway. Like if they buy them, right. if they sell them mm. for cheaper, then they'll just get scalped. So it's not like they're doing the fans. It's not like being nice to the fans because the, the whole thing is just to make sure. Bruce makes all that money. <laughs> it's just it's not like, oh, yeah. he should get the money. It's like, I don't care who gets the money. Just don't charge him that much. I, well, I'm i going to see Bruce regardless. I don't give a fine fuck. But I do. I mean, it's ironic when you're the, like the working class hero, man, yeah, of the yeah, blue yeah. collar people and stuff. And you're selling $5,000 tickets. Brucey, come on now. Don't forget. You, come on. Come man. on the pod and defend yourself. Defend yourself. Hey, Bruce. Tim, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tour again. Thank you. No. <laughs> I'll make it up to you. Hey, has Hanford ever met Steve? I'll introduce Hanford to Steve. He's already met him. He's already met him. Oh, but he doesn't he want a, more of a conversation? No, he already no, met him. No, <laughs> it was good enough. He was wearing a baseball cap. Oh, that sounds oh, like Steve. All oh, right. He'll, he'll, do, he'll do it without the hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, deal. He, he will? Deal. He always listens to me about that damn hat. Oh, one oh. of these days I hope I get to have his hat. 
<laughs> you can have a hat, can't you? No, I don't want his hat. I don't. I don't want to spend the money, Bruce. What the fuck are you talking about? You I only make five thousand dollars a ticket. Well, you only sold one one ticket to the show. Yeah, to my wife, and she's gonna be on stage with me. I love Patty. <laughs> Patty is the Patty for me. Peppelman Patty, York. No, Bruce, you sold out. Peppelman Patty, York. it's York time, baby. <laughs> Bruce, would you sit down and take a Maybe don't do four-hour shows. Bruce, get off that piano. Come on down here. Oh, you're, sorry, boss. You're putting a lot of effort into shit we don't need to do. Well, from one giant stadium rocker to another, oh. today we are talking to the new Beyonce Knowles release, Renaissance. You've heard... I've heard. Of course, Renaissance, I've heard. Also titled Act One Renaissance. There's oh. rumors, or maybe they're not even rumors anymore, that she's going to do like four parts to this. No, uh, rumors was a Fleetwood Mac album. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, here, uh, Renaissance is the seventh studio album by American singer Beyonce, released uh, July 29, 2022. Uh, Columbia Records, Parkwood Entertainment, blah, blah, blah. First studio album released since Lemonade 2016. Man, that was a ways back. And serves the first installment of a trilogy process. Oh, trilogy. Maybe not quadrilogy. I wonder... So it's probably not going to be called like Renaissance Act 2, Renaissance Act 3. They'll probably have new Different titles, name. but call it Right, Act right. Three. Act 2, Rebirth. Act 3, uh, you know, party time. Party time. Uh, Beyonce forever. <laughs> yep, yep. This... I We, we listened to this album this uh, the weekend it came out. That was... Beyonce weekend. Am I, am I right? Come on yeah. now. She owned That was... Be- I went to... You know what I did? I went out the other night... Last night, I went out for drinks at Death & Co. Cool. And then Fun. went... Cool. Then I went to an East Village, uh, cool, like, very vibey jazz place and had... Imp- it was improv jab- jam night. So it was people jamming and then people improvised dancing in front of them. It was wild. Mm. It was Crazy. I only dance Improvise if it's dancing. Uh, yeah, you gotta do the steps. <laughs> yeah, I choreograph. But so, oh, but my my point was. Uh, yeah, what is uh, your fucking? Point? I, I, I heard mean, the Jesus Be- Christ. I heard the Beyonce song at Death and Co. And then twice during the there was a little break between sets and there was like just people dancing around, freestyle, twice in the dance place. Michael, I had the absolute honor of yeah. DJing a friends party. Mm-hmm. Friends, the TV show. Chandler, Rachel, Chandler, and Ross. Uh, don't forget Marcel. Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> and, and the naked guy in the window. It was the Joey. day, I think the day after Just Break My Soul came out. Mm. And, Release your mind. Release your soul. Uh, also, Tim, Jessica DJed after me. Hell and yeah, I must have same. heard that song all the way through eight or nine times that night. Like it was just in constant rotation. That's fun to just give it to the people. Because I was going to say, you don't want to burn off too early. But then once you've done it, you want it again. Also, not a song where you do like intro, verse, chorus, and then on to the next thing. Like people want to hear the whole thing with all the like. Jeff, you're not outside, and you're not outside. <laughs> See, she says it funny. I told you that last. You week. hit a great point, Jeff. Can I? Can I? Thank this you. Point is so great. I would love to expound on it. Yep. This album I loved, but I didn't. I didn't love every song. But it was one of those things you listen through to it, and it's kind of like the Harry Styles thing, where it's like. These aren't the catchiest, most catchy songs. I don't know if people are doing that anymore. It's like a Doja Cat song from last summer, the BDE song. That's like... They're going for like TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are not doing that. And I would... Let me ask you this. Uh What genre would you say this music is? 90s dance. Dance, Dance. okay. But like, that's the biggest catch-all you could ever say. But it's not pop. It's It's like bigger than... It's doing something more interesting than pop. But I think saying dance is like... Look, if you're into dance music, that's not enough. People want to hear like, oh, that's Deep House. That's Electro right. House. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like she's kind of got a, a wide enough umbrella because when Beyonce is something. Umbrella, I thought that's more Rihanna's territory. Stop, that's stop, more, stop, stop. Michael, come on. That's, stop. That's, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do know. That's true. Yeah. When Beyonce does something, and I, I, I maybe used to not subscribe to this, but I think when she does the trend, it really is kind of like worth checking out. Because she's kind of doing old meets new. Yeah. She, uh, there was an article in the New York Times, the failing New York Times, which I'm a subscriber. <laughs> I got the app. Probably their last subscriber at this point. <laughs> yeah. 
There is a whole article about how going song by song and what like apparently this whole album is a apparently. sort of uh, homage to dances. So I'm glad you guys said dance. But yeah, song it, by it, song, all the credits and all like the this is taken from Detroit style house music. This is taken from the guys who used to do the 70s stuff. Uh, Jeff, you'll be happy to know that uh, Energy Skrillex is a producer and writer on that. No shit. That was yep. um, not yep. one I downloaded for my own enjoyment, but good, good way to go, Skrillex. Download. Um, Bought. Fucking. <laughs> Purchased. I thought it was interesting that it's uh, based on Break My Soul. I was like, oh, we're getting a 90s house mm-hmm. album. And then I did. Uh, like so a I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was uh, nice that it was a little bit more eclectic dance stuff, but like not all that. I can say the songs that what I liked and didn't like about each song, but, but the reference points. Because I'm not a dance music historian, are lost to me. And I saw I didn't click on it, but there's a there's a Vulture article that really went and like called out every reference to I love like, it. I'm gonna this, read it. These are and, and a lot of them are real deep. Like these are like important references to like queer dance culture. You know, and yeah. Like you know. I didn't I didn't know any of the. It's like when I when I read something too involved in music, I get lost because I don't. You know, I don't know. I have trouble sounding out the words. Yeah. Unless it's like quarter notes. Skrillex uh. or they're talking about like, there's one song like, they use a Daft Punk, Get Lucky kind of sound like. I was like, yo, yeah, so those, yo. those people I know. <laughs> yo, I'm going to play that. Okay. Where is it? Where is my mind? <laughs> Pixie, is, it, is it Cuff It? I think it's Cuff It. Cuff It, it is the one Cuff that's it. like, we're going to fuck up the night. Ooh. I feel like falling in love. There it is. Seriously, very Get Lucky. Yeah. I mean, and also Get Lucky was doing disco funk too. Nile Rodgers guitar. They're not the first. But even the chord progression. I think Nile Rodgers did something on this. Or maybe they just interpreted I think he did some chucking. Yeah. Um, it's that one, two, three, rest sound. Rest. One, two, three, take a rest. That also felt like Dua Lipa. Like, she's kind of like, I mean, again, Dua Lipa's maybe the fourth regurgitation of that sound, but um, mm. she's the one who's just dominating with billion stream songs. This is very much in, that keep, sound. I, I, in keeping with, like, there's a there's a certain disco-y sound that is in Levitating and is in some Doji Cat and has been around. Like, when we were talking about the song of the summer 2022 yeah. We were kind of noticing that both Levitating and Kiss Me More and like there's a lot of there were a lot of songs with like this. Twenty twenty one. This is twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, twenty twenty one. Um where it's like it's referencing seventies disco, but then also kind of through the lens of the nineties throwback to that, and it's having uh, its next yeah. kind of go around. But in Booze News last week when I played you guys some Break Break My Soul and we hadn't listened to the rest of the album yet, I was like Oh, this is usually I think of like the modern day Beyonce as like an innovator. This is a little bit more of her like I like Break My Soul, but it's like a little more following a trend. And yes. immediately after saying that, I like bit my tongue because I'm like, oh, I'll probably listen to the rest of the album and think there's probably some amazing innovation on the album. And there is in corners, but in general, it is more of an album where she's more comfortable being like she knows that Dua Lipa. Pro- I, I, I bet this album, this album's been in the works for like six years, and it very much has the vibe of like, hey, post COVID, let's party album. So I bet. It was probably supposed to come come out like a while ago, yeah. And maybe some yeah. people people scooped her on some of her reference points, but it doesn't really matter because everyone's going to listen to Beyonce anyway. Uh, the thing, the statement she's been making with this that I was reading, I, I read a lot. I've read three articles about this damn voracious Ooh. reader. Uh, what did you say, Tim? I say you're a voracious reader. I'm a voracious reader. And can I tell you something? They were all articles in the New York Times. I have the app. Wow. Ooh, great lady. lady. We got <laughs> a subscriber Thank you. here. Thank you. Um, eh, she was saying this is just kind of a no pressure album. It's a place to be free and make mistakes and whatever that means. But Cool. Oh, yeah. I heard some sour notes in there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, it was like, ah, we're just going to throw some stuff to the wall and have fun. I think it was a fun album. Ooh, um, Mike, you subscribe to the New York Times? That's right. Uh, you know what I used to do? Yeah. Sunday delivery, hard copy. Just lay in the bed with a cup of coffee. Well. Have all the pieces of the New York Times all <laughs> spread out in the bed. After a couple months of that, it became stacking up in the garbage. Tim, not opening it. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's tough. It was a cute idea. The idea, exactly. The idea is cute. Yeah, 
But I remember uh, you wanted to get the mail like Tony Soprano in a, in yeah. a bathrobe. Oh, yeah. get these Swiss <laughs> Then talk to the feds in the driveway. Yeah. You're like, hey, Cobb, where's the, where's the uh, New York Times Magazine insert? And Jessica's like, I don't call me Carm anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have my bitch? Uh, <laughs> the Yes, good out. I was going to say something about the. Well, what, what song did you guys like? What was your favorite songs? I got I got a bunch. I just um, I have one. Uh, well, can I say I, I didn't bring I didn't bring it, but I have, I'm not, I I go ahead. Jeff. Uh, uh, before we get into the the rest of the favorite songs, the, we just played track four, "Cuff It," and then track six, "Break My Soul." Up top, Beyonce. You know, the top of an album is like you're the identity statement time. It's the, it's the mission statement. Dead ass. Dead ass. Uh, and also, I was like, well, Beyonce. You know, like you're like forty. It's kind of funny to be saying dead ass, but um. Always mysterious, alluring, and authoritative. Beyonce is very sphinx-like to me. I, I never really feel like I got a theory a on sphinx. that. Jeff. Who stinks? She's she's not trying to be your friend. She's trying to be a symbol. She's like she's like the Batman. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I like I I really like her sort of knowing artistic detachment, like. You, was, you, 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 you can all a, be Beyonce when you sing a Beyonce song, but like I'm, I don't make myself too accessible to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, you know, she flat out doesn't do interviews and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, she like just recently got a TikTok, I think. Uh, TikTok. TikTok? Yeah, it was one of those orange ones. She was in the studio all day, and her breath was bad. Um, so wait, Jeff, that's what you think you think of Beyonce in that way? But did did you always? What's, yeah. what's your history with the artist? Always have, always will, Tim. Thanks. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't dig into like lemonade and uh, and all the like. Oh, she's cheating, so that humanizes her and whatever. Like, I always just was just like, yep. Um, what, are, what are the biggest, songs? What are the singles? Like, big, yeah. What are the singles? And like, yeah, this is a. Um, she's basically like the Statue of Liberty to me. Like, tall, she's, green, she, tall, green from France, but like huge artist, untouchable, uh-huh. uh, too big to fail. Um, a symbol more than a human. I, 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 come I, I personally, I like Rihanna better as like a, I think Rihanna's cooler. What's going to, is it, it's been like seven years since Rihanna's last album, right? She's doing makeup and shit. Yeah, but there's got to be an album. She, know, she might just be one of these people who's like, I'm, I'm business person making so much money on that. Yeah. She's, she's like music. Puff Daddy now. Like, I, have, I have trouble with my umbrella. I got to figure yeah. this thing out. With, with um, Beyonce, I was listening to that, those songs, those first songs. And I was like. I, I can't think of Beyonce's personality. Is she funny? I've never heard her do anything funny other than Foxy Cleopatra. But like... <laughs> yeah. But but like... I'm a whole lot of woman. Okay. But I really had to think on like, oh yeah, she doesn't have a big social media presence. And that's like the cool thing when an album comes out, it's like the first time you're hearing about her. Like if you've got a Doja Cat, for instance, who's on social media, like that's her perform. Like it's a way she like promotes herself. And, and a lot of the... Uh, Everybody seems messy compared to Beyonce. You know, like all, all the drama. She was started like, before the, I will say, before like social media got huge. Yeah. So she already also, was like a star before that became like a necessity. But also she's like so buttoned up and so precise with her like, with her, her artistic endeavors. Like nothing I want to see her trip of, down a red carpet sometime. I know, me too. Hey, I want to see it. I want to see your rip ass. Uh, I don't know. I like it. I, I like that it's uh, it's an artist just putting their body of work out there. Everyone is expected to be so accessible these days yeah. and be yeah. all around. I think Doja Cat could use learn a fucking lesson because Doja Cat is interesting, right? Like when you see yeah, what she's, she's wearing cool. and her hear her music and you see her videos, you're like there's an interesting artist. I don't love seeing her be like kind of like hammy in a million videos on my phone all the time and not funny but trying but to be see, funny tim i think that's the difference is i don't think she could be have the success level if she didn't do that because well she's not going for gravitas so i think it works fine for her yes yeah, yes. yeah uh, yes. but yeah i don't know i was all i i feel like i i had to come around on beyonce it's like a i was wasn't you know, like Destiny's Child and stuff like that. It was around. I knew it, and I had no opinion on it. And I was like, Destiny's "Oh, that song's Child. good." Or that song. And then I felt like uh, crazy in love. I was like, "Damn, that's a good fucking song." Now I better pay a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. but then didn't. And then, single ladies. We've talked on the pod before about how it's like, "Damn, that's a big fat pop song," but also weird, weird as fuck. Yeah. Weird beat. Really good. Weird video. Weird. And she's she's a good job of like being the size she is. 
she can't be completely avant-garde. She can't be like death grips. She can't be like right. mm-hmm. 100 gex, but she can be like pretty avant-garde for as huge stadium selling yeah, as she right. is. And I think that that's intentional. Like what Mike's saying about listening to this album and not hearing like earworm, like try hard choruses and stuff. I think that she's, while being the biggest pop star on earth, sort of like you're expected to be a little bit arty and after Lemonade being kind of masterpiece I loved Lemonade. Uh, but this one is sort of like, I'm giving you dance hits, but I don't have to like, I mean, she gives some very catchy choruses at oh, some point, but overall, some good stuff. Yeah. she knows she has to balance it out with some arty stuff because it's like, if I just gave you a, a bunch of catchy songs, that's like, I, I don't need to do that because I'm at a place where you're going to come to me a little bit more. And, and like, does a great job balancing like this a lot of these songs remind me of like showers versus growers, you know, like there were some that were such up my alley, like just sonically, they sound like something I would listen to. They sound like a disco funky Stevie wonder Jamiroquai, but she's not really giving you the choruses you want. And they're five minutes long. Mm. Um, I'm going to play track eight plastic off the sofa. This was my favorite off the album. I love the baseline of this. Yes. It's like, uh, I've heard songs that use this. Doesn't this sound like Doja Cat's Kiss Me More? Yeah. I have another song that sounds a lot like this, too. Okay, that bass line. Potato, 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 potato. Just the two of us. It's so throwbacky, and it's like... That's a great bass line. I can't believe I haven't heard that for... Truly, like, it reminds me of a Jamiroquai song or two. But he wouldn't be the first. Yeah, um, it reminds me of Used Force. <laughs> you know? Digital didgeridoo. <laughs> but I want to draw your attention to a certain part of this, like... <laughs> when she's like... Oh, yeah. What does that remind you of? Because I have a song that it reminds me of. Oh, it's something. I can't wait till I get you on for good looking. Hey, Who's this? So this just is Justin Timberlake and Jay Z suit and tie. Oh, oh. right here, here it is. It's so fine. Oh, it's all interpolated. Everything's interpolated. It's interpolated. It's just a, you know, it's just like a familiar lick, but um. Also, I am not a fan of Justin Timberlake, but I do think it's worth it to watch. Uh, the SNL performance of that song also has Jay-Z, and it's great. And that song, he's like, as long as I got my, my stupid tie. tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's, wearing, he's wearing that tie that has like uh, big whoopee cushions on. He's like, as long as I got my stupid tie. <laughs> it squirts water. How about, uh, speaking of interpolations, uh, Khalees was pissed because uh, they used milkshake no. interpolation. Pissed? Yeah. She must have got paid. I, she did not. She she uh, in an early like Neptune's contract when she was young. She didn't. She kind of like signed everything away ah. stupidly. Uh, her words, but like uh, her whole thing was like, yeah, uh, Neptune's guys. Was it? Were they? Uh, uh, Pharrell Chad and, and Chad. Pharrell. Like she did not have kind things to say about them. Too Oof. bad. I like. They're like, they're like just like call Neptunes. me and tell me you're using it. Mm. But here's the thing. As much as I like that song, and I was like, ooh, I'm liking this, mm-hmm. I had to listen to this quickly. I'm not a guy who can listen to this like 10 times in its release weekend. So I was I was wary of anything that I would like too much too soon, because I was like, that means I'm going to get burnt out on it. That means it's going to be Uptown Funk, and it's not going to be something that's going to stand the test of time. I think Uptown you don't think Funk Uptown Tunk has stood the test of time? <laughs> Uptown Tunk. Kung Tunk Kung Funk? Well, well, you know, I need to have like Millie Bobby Brown have a rap during, during <laughs> yeah, Uptown yeah. Funk. That's I what get, really makes it. What, you, what is that? For? Did she do that? Yeah, like the fucking like Emmys or Oscars or something. <laughs> it was it? awesome. I was looking at, I was uh, seeing all the stuff for the Stranger Things stuff come out, and I haven't watched that show, but the kids are all in, and they're all young kids. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown is like 18 years old. She's getting old. Yeah. But here's that the thing. That is so, uh, that's like insane. These kids are so young. <laughs> I thought they were all 20 or something. Finn Wolfhard? They were they were like kids, they were like Goonies kids. Or right, younger. right, they were actually kid age. And, you know, that show's been around long enough where it's like, when the show started, there was a group of kids and a group of teens. And by the time the show ends, the kids will be the age 
of the teens. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. And the teens will be passed away. They'll, they'll be <laughs> and the underground, the upside over down. Over the hill. It'll be right side up. Uh, I want to say something about that uh, plastic off the couch song. Sofa, yeah. Sofa. I, that was my favorite one. And a big part of the reason I like it, she's talking about Jay-Z, I assume. And yeah. uh, he's just a little uh, cute lover boy. <laughs> that's so it's funny. like that line that's like, you know, you kiss me one more time even after you said you were already leaving. It's like, Jay-Z. You 50-year-old Billy. He's like, I got to come back for a kiss. <laughs> I need a smooch. I thought you were a hard hustler. There was a funny line in um, the song. I don't know. It's like... Uh, earlier i don't know if it's the song before in church girl when she's like mm. it must be the cash because it ain't your face i don't know if that's in regards to jay-z i don't know if that's like a, a dig oh i hope not i hope not i hope i hope he just is there to give smooches <laughs> jay um a lot of a lot of uh sexual stuff on this album in a way that i didn't like i was saying with beyonce i don't really know her stuff very well or like her personality so when she'd be like Ooh, I like it rough. I was like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. She does a lot of that. There's a lot of like, um, I thought of her as put up the partition, please. That's filthy. Yeah. Uh, drunken love is, is kind of dirty. And then fucking, fucking. I fuck him good when he takes me to if Red Lobster. Man good, or, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and surf, it. surfboard. It's a raunch fest, man. It's a raunch fest. But hey, I want to play the next track. Virgo's Groove. This one fucking rips. Long, it's a longy. It's a longy, but man, listen to just how it comes in. My God. Oh, here we go. I could, I could have been on this. Here we go. <laughs> come on. Don't come you want to party? Hey, Can't put it in the house now. Let's go see fish. <laughs> They're playing two-night running. Hampstead. I don't have much to say about it other than like it keeps this sound and it finds variations on a theme for like five whole minutes. It doesn't have a big old chorus, but give me a break. It's awesome. Ooh, Jeff, did you did you pull the last song, Summer Renaissance? I sure did. Let's just jump to it. Do you know why this is called? This is yeah. yeah Go for interpolating here. Tell them. Tell the Kanye? people. It, it's a Donna Summer song, and you've heard it before. Where it's I forget what it's called. It's like this is love or what is love. And it's no, like, no, I got it, I got it. You, you know it. It's um, yeah. I feel love. I feel love. But it's just that but it's, refrain that's like. Also, that sounds like. Oh, that's like that fade song. Yeah. A little till it hurts. A little. You know who wrote this? The Donna Summer song. Who? Giorgio Moroder, baby. Get ah. out of here. He produced that album. Uh, dude, it's fucking Mar- cool. Moroder, we should do a deep dive on Moroder because that's a dude that I didn't know had such pop inclinations. I thought he was just kind of like a weirdo Italo disco. He was, and then he like came to LA, made fucking giant hits and left, and no one ever noticed and, him. And we, we said this before, but did the two big bangers off Top Gun. Uh, he did Take My Breath Away and Danger Zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Crazy. And just like the pictures of him alone, there's got to be a documentary about him because he looks so funny. He's like <laughs> fat, coked up, smoking a cigar. He's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> there's a Daft Punk song where he sort of talks about his uh, his upcoming. Uh, Giorgio by Marauder off of uh, Random Access Memories. It's just like him kind of talking about his life. Right. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder where that if that's just from an interview or if that's something from something we could watch. Giorgio Marota. Did you? I don't know what songs you pulled, but y- you know what? What's my song? A bit of an outlier, but this is, you know, I'm not as much of a dance music guy, so of course it's going to be the outlier on this album that I like. You don't happen to have all up in your mind, do you? I'll download it. All um, up in your mind. I w- give I me was, some of your time. Yeah, that was a good one. Jessica's a Beyonce super fan, so we were waiting at 9 p.m. Pacific when this album dropped on that Thursday night and we listened to the whole album and from the first listen until when I was re-listening again today and all in between it's still this song is it's so cool because I love the melody and it's just like a a cool weird it's catch like I will to it all up in your mind but the beat doesn't come in for so long and then when it, it does that thing when it does it's sort of more syncopated and a little more uncomfortable than you expected and it's Ooh. It's like you can feel the clock. They could have made this a pop hit, but they made it the weirdo, and I love it. 
I think it's like half this. It's, it's only a two-minute song, but we're like halfway through before you fully get in the groove. Oh, I like it. That bass line is cool as hell. Sounds like a big muff. Fuzzy. Oh yeah, that's a good core. That's a good like refrain. Be careful what you ask for, because I just might comply. Jessica pointed out too. There's like it's like aggressively non-rhyming in this song. It's like. Uh, it's still like a little uncomfortable in a way that is off kilter and makes me want to keep listening. This reminds me of like a. Uh, um, Jesus stuff. Yes. Yeah. Do you know any of these producers? Um, this song is produced by Hit Boy, Mike Dean, uh, Blood uh, Pop. Who's Blood Pop? <laughs> this part. Now we finally have the dee, 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 and you're like, oh, I get it. You know, cool. Just kind of comes in and then drifts away, and you're like, whoa, that was a cool, weird couple of minutes. Oh, Mike Dean. Is it Jimmy Dean's son, the sausage guy? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Dean's the man. He's like one of Kanye's go-tos, one of Alicia Keys' go-tos. I thought I was one of Kanye's go-tos. Sorry, yeah, I don't have anything for you for this one. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm sorry. Here's your buddy back. I, I'm having a tough time with uh, GarageBand right now. <laughs> uh, now, Tim, you mentioned uh, Jessica is our uh, wife of the pod and resident beehive <laughs> associate, delegate. Mm-hmm. Did you? What does she have to say? Does she have any... Thing to say to us. Funny you should ask. I got a voice note because we said, hey, we were three genius podcasters, but we're not really members of the Beehive. Let's hear Mm. what... She probably took issue with that first part of that statement, too, I bet. No, she nodded, really. When I said we're three genius, she almost hurt her neck. She was nodding. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. See, Um, I like that. But I texted her, and she was on her way to yoga, and she made this voice note. Hit it! Oh, hello. This is Jessica Jardin here to speak on the new Beyonce album, Six Years in the Making, Renaissance Part One. Broad strokes are, I mean, the reports are in. It's a smash. It's full of absolute, absolute bangers. It's so fun. They're all different enough, even though it is all dance um, and lives in like a similar kind of realm, but it's different eras of dance. We said nineties, seventies, Nile Rogers. It's like, it's just a lot of fun references. It feels like you're moving almost through the history of like history. Dance music, <laughs> um, and it's just so fun. It's definitely not like tugging at heartstrings for me. I like the way that, like Lemonade obviously did, or uh, her self-titled even, or Black is King, where that's like you know this responsibility to speak to like bigger social issues or personal heartbreak. Like this is very to me just like post-COVID, let's get sweaty on the dance floor. We We've been good. through so much yep. music, which other artists have been doing too, but you know she's going to do it the best. <laughs> uh, and it's a damn blast. I'm loving it. And my hope is maybe that she's teased the part one of it all because maybe uh, part two and part three will come sooner than we think. Oh, that would she be is great. a bit of a stunt queen. Mm. Um, and maybe we'll get those like in quick succession, you know, because I could see her being a completist and having like actually created it all and that it is like the rollout is so much of her art. And this was like kind of a low key thing for her to just like have an album, no visuals, nothing. So it kind of feels like something else could be coming sooner than we think. Um, but I can't wait to just keep listening to it. And I'd say my standout tracks are Cuff It, All Up In My Mind, Virgo's hey. Groove. Oh, yeah. Um, Alien Superstar. Ooh, we have that one. And Summer Renaissance. I mean, they're all so Plastic good. Off the just, you know, how, do you even, how do you even pick? Uh, but I hope everybody's loving it. You pick plastic off the sofa. Wow, great. I feel like we she knows what she's have doing. been vindicated, Tim. We, I guess, we're part of the beehive. Uh, that was great. I'm glad she did that because she knows what she's talking about. Uh, um, I think we were taking guesses. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good point. We We didn't really mention the part one of it all that, like, I was thinking, if you're an artist 
Mm-hmm. You hate like getting asked the same questions all the time. And if you're going to oh, tease we do. that this is oh, part, we do. Oh, yeah, we hate it. Yeah. Stop asking me if I'll make you a Trinidad sour. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. <laughs> make me make it now. You <laughs> you're not even idiot. asking me. You're telling me, which I don't love. Um, but I feel like she wouldn't float that out, say part one in, and then wait two years. Cause you're just like, well, the only question you're going to get for two years. Yeah, yeah. But then again, she doesn't do fucking interviews. So maybe no one <laughs> asks her any questions. I was reading that the the rollout on this was very like it was a throwback album to '90s dance, and the rollout was throwback because she didn't do big videos. It just like it came out with a single, and then it came out and it's on vinyl. And I wonder if some of that was just like, hey, we put it out and we didn't have a big thing, so yeah, it's kind of like uh, we're doing low a, key, yeah, like because that's the style of the music. Um, but either way, it's something people think about. It is it is funny that. That's something people think about, like how albums are rolled out. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it especially makes a, for it her because that the whole thing, the previous album she had done that, she kind of did like the surprise drop where it's the album, yep. the self titled album was like, go to Apple now because it's like all the songs have videos. Like the, right. there was a video oh, yeah. for every single song and it was a surprise drop. And now surprise drops are more common. But then I feel like Lemonade, it was like, it was like, HBO Saturday night at 8 right. p.m. You're right. gonna watch this movie. You're right. gonna hear the music at the same time as you watch this hour-long movie. I watched that, and yeah, that's kind of when I became a real fan. Is like I did think that Lemonade was so cool because it's so it's this big rock opera type of thing, but it's also like I expect Beyonce to be like I'm the queen, or like I'm the on this album. It's like hey, I'm going out and I'm gonna fuck up the night. But it is so vulnerable to be like, my husband cheated on me and I'm staying with him. And you're like, yeah, whoa, yeah. I didn't. And you're turning lemons into lemonade. Like, that's a denser concept than you expect from like pop music. So mm-hmm. it, it was pretty wild to watch that movie and be like, shit, man. I remember I'm- hearing that the first time and I was like, she's married to Jay Z. <laughs> Sean Carter? Sean Carter has a, Sean Carter is a rapper? Sean Carter changed his name? Jesus. What was he going to tell me? <laughs> I'm starting to think Hova doesn't even care about me. <laughs> I'm starting to think he doesn't even know who I am. Uh, would love to meet Bay. Would love to meet Hova. Would love to have him over for dinner sometime. I could do Raiko Chai Chi. The that, whole that's thing. convenient, Mike, because you're in the same town. Yeah, I don't know if they where they live though. I do. Where I told you guys this, I peeped during oh, COVID. It's, it's California, right? During original COVID, when you really couldn't leave your house on Saturdays, <laughs> we would go for some like drives and be like, "Let's what's an interesting thing to see." One day we were like, let's go find Beyonce and Jay-Z's house, mm. Beverly Hills, Oh, did all the creepy, stocky stuff online to find it, went and looked at the house. It's fucking fascinating. It's like, it looks like a computer. and it's Oh, yes, you did say that. Yeah. It's set up against the hills in a way, such a way that like there's grass on the roof. You know, it's like this wide, it's like, it looks more in like Bel- a In Bel Air? Is that what it is? Yeah, Bel Air. Bel Air. Hmm. That'd be funny if you, you walked by and you heard like, we're gonna cover up tonight. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, her being like, "No, no, no, it's not good enough. No, it's not cuff up tonight. It's and then I heard a different Jay song. Saying, Jay was like, "I know we already said goodbye, but can I get one last smooch? <laughs> You're going in one of my songs, young man. Oh, oh, I don't care. I hope so. I hope so. You know what made us? What convinced us that it was definitely the house? Also, was like, it's it's uh, Bel Air. Every house is like a $20 million house. Everything is fancy. And it was the only house on the street where there were like signs at the gate with like a picture of a gun. It's like, like, you know, like trespassers, uh, beware. Like armed and it was security. Like, yeah, yeah. Armed security. It was like, oh, every, oh. like only movie stars live on this yeah. hill. And then this CEOs. is the fanciest house. Yeah. CEOs don't really have people coming yeah. to their house too much. No one, no one's fucking with Bezos, but. <laughs> Damn. Yep. Yep. Nobody is. Well, I, think I would love a, to rub his bald little head. Take it away, big hand bobber. A hand bobber <laughs> would agree with you. I would love to see what you'd rub his head in, Tim, but that may be for a different blowout. We'll talk about what Bezos. What we're. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was a good album and a good experience. When I when we were said we were going to do this, I was like, you know, I'm not the. I'll listen to it. I don't yeah. know if I'll like it. I did like it. And especially it being, you know, it is 16 songs and an hour long, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot for us go 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 guys she packs it in it's good content it, it's one of those things too I'm always reminded of this every time we do something like this if you just if you look into an album especially an artist who's good uh, there's usually going to be something in there that's good for, for you, you yeah. that you like wow 
you just gotta spend some time. Like for me, it was all up in your mind. That's right. That's right. And for and me, I, just the most bubblegum obvious bangers. Yeah. <laughs> and me, well, the one talking about... a little about, more shallow. Talking about Jay-Z being a lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see that side, Jay. Give it to us. Give it to us. Give, Give it, it to us. us. Give, Give it to, to me. us on the radio. I mean, it's got to be hard if you're Jay. You see that uh, Drake has already been certified a, a lover boy. Like, Shit. quite frankly, he's I got the credentials. I don't like to talk about him. He's probably embarrassed by Drake. It. Um... Do we know if... Wait a minute. Uh, what? What was I going to say? Do we know? Oh, does Jay-Z have a liquor that he... Douce. I think it's I cognac, should... right? That Douce is the best, on. if I do say so myself. Yeah, we'll have him on the main pod. Yeah. I'll get him okay. to do a voice note. Next episode, folks, uh, we are going to have Jay-Z on as a full-time guest. <laughs> full-time. Yeah, maybe we'll have him do hosting duties. He could be like, uh, stick around for some better help ads. <laughs> Oh, drink M Drive too. Uh, 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 uh. All right, that's uh, enough. Uh, Good. Ha <laughs> uh, uh, folks. M -m 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 we love you. We love you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time on the blowout. And this is something that was not brought up all. You know, a lot of times we spend. I'll jump on the podcast. I'll host a, uh, open the show up and mention yeah. Jeff's haircut. He got a haircut, or Tim got a haircut. Mm -hmm. Well, I got a haircut, okay? And no, oh, one, no mentioned one mentioned it. it. Oh, and, and no, it's just, I feel Mike, you look it's one of the, this. no, I'm looking at you. Brad Pitt here. Come on. Thank you. It's one of those things, just a host, that's what goes with the territory. People don't want to know about what you're looking like and the big things in your life, but you have to put it all out to everyone else. What if you make a movie that's called The Host and it's that? It's like the loneliness, the gritty loneliness of being the one who asks all the questions. Ooh, that's yeah. nice. Over, then, over the ti opening titles, you see hair falling to the floor. We just know. <laughs> Somebody got a haircut. But who? And in the in the trailer, the teaser trailer, it, you, we're looking at the hair and we're like, whose hair is that? And then you turn the camera, snip, snip, bitch. <laughs> Strap in. This is two and a half to three hours of me bitching at people. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the bitch fest of the year. The big hand bopper is... The, the host. <laughs> Is it the host or the bitch? What's going on? <laughs> the bitchy host. There we go. Bitch fest, baby. All right. Goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.